Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Through the Keyhole, an OU fan podcast. I am Peyton Guthrie, uh, joined as always by the uh, the other two hosts. Uh, we all share equal load here. We've got Matt and Alan. Um, make sure you are checking us all checking all of us out here. But Matt, Alan, how are you guys uh, going on NFL Sunday right here? First round of the playoffs. Matt, I know you've got a, the second screen going, watching Kirk Cousins yeah. uh, tremble and shake. How's it going? He, he's, being, he's being Kirk Cousins, man. He is being Kirk Cousins. A uh, little bit of good, but mostly bad uh, <laughs> for him tonight. But uh, I got them on. I got the Thunder on uh, as well. Uh, just getting getting all the sports in all at once while, uh, while we're doing this, man. But happy to be here. I feel like it's been a while uh, for me on here. The Thunder is taking up most of my time. Uh, nowadays, but you know they got NFL going on the uh, the radio station tonight, so I got the night off from Thunder stuff. So I'm here with Ooh, you guys. Nice, nice. How about how are you, Alan? How's it going, man? How, how how's that uh the eighth grade basketball team or eight year old basketball wow. team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we're everything's good, man. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, it's we're we're in a really slow period right now, you know, and it, it's just one of those things where. You know, the uh, with the sun still going down, you know, at like four in the afternoon, it's just uh, lazy days, man, lazy days. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of good stuff here going on with OU football. It seems like in the uh, at least in the early stages of the offseason. Yeah, speaking speaking of like a lazy days, I, I I've really done jack shit today. Apologize for the language, but <laughs> just uh, sitting around doing some yard work and some laundry. The only thing really on my calendar is that after the podcast, waiting for The Last of Us to debut. Uh, big, big, big fan of that franchise, at least on the video game side. And everything I've read is that they're just doing the video game story. <laughs> so I was like, great. <laughs> they're not trying to like change it up and make it dumb. Uh, so I was like, this is going to be fantastic. So uh, very, very excited to, to watch that. Uh, uh, embrace more of my uh, nerd culture. Uh, but I guess, yeah, let's talk about OU. Let's talk about why the reason people are here. Uh, OU made some news this week, getting a position of need filled um, by flipping Walter Rouse, um, who had committed to Nebraska. I uh, was able to flip him, I think, like two days later after his uh, you know big announcement of committing to Nebraska or committing to transfer to Nebraska. Now he's moving to OU. Uh, you know, this is an extremely fast timeline. Uh, and then trying to figure out whatever the hell uh, – Matt rules tweeting about at any point in time <laughs> seems to be a little uh, like a madman's journey. Um, but how do we, uh, this is now twice now 
Brent and company have been able to get a guy who has publicly announced he's going somewhere else and within like 48 hours change his mind. Uh, Matt, how's that? How's that feeling about you being an OU fan thinking, hey, OU's not out of this until, you know, it, the paper is fully, fully signed and faxed in. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's refreshing, man. Like, I, I know it, it went about it in a kind of a different way with like Peyton Bowen, but I mean, again, the kid, I know he kind of wanted to go to OU and um, that was kind of more of like a, hey, mom and dad, let's talk type of thing, but still like OU kept fighting for it even after he committed to Oregon, all that stuff. And then, yeah, with Walter Rouse, man. I mean, the guy who started, I think he started 39 games at left tackle for for Stanford. And uh, that's just a ton of experience there. Uh, I mean, and not only that, like, I don't feel like Stanford's issue is ever the offensive line. I don't feel like that's ever really Stanford's issue. Uh, now, I'm not saying he's going to be Anton Harrison, where Anton Harrison's probably a first-round pick at worst second round pick. Like I'm not expecting mm-hmm. Walter Rouse to come in and be that, but uh, whenever the guy you had backing up Anton Harrison, Jacob Sexton, like uh, for the, from the looks and sounds of it, I don't know anything for, for certain, but it looks like he'll, he's probably going to miss a big chunk of next year um, with that, with that knee injury. So yeah, that's a need. Like you said, Peyton, that's a p- position of need. And um yeah i i feel like it's it's worthwhile to up the bag if you will for uh for that type of transfer offensive lineman alan how i mean how what where's your mindset when it comes to this stuff i know you tweeted out like quite afterwards like are we sure he's even going to play at oklahoma like you know kind of <laughs> snubbing the nose at the at the the snip snap type of uh recruitment or uh transfer portal uh recruitment out of that i mean where, where, where's your headspace when it comes to not only just walter i mean obviously the offensive tackle you need to meet those guys you can on the roster but just the the nature of how that played out oh well it's really no different than recruiting high school kids now isn't it i mean you know yeah. people complain about i saw some complaints about OU tampering with this guy whatever i was just I mean, he's not enrolled. <laughs> like he's not, I mean, you know, it's, it's no different than having a high school commitment, you know, uh, in, you know, OU, of course, you know, I'm sure, uh, stepped in and at least made their offer, um, competitive, I guess maybe be the uh, best way to put it. Uh, so, you know, my, my joke was more just like, you know, he, he committed to one place and commit, you know, commit to OU two, two days later. That was it. Uh, it, it so it's also kind of the, to a degree, kind of the mercenary type aspect of it though, too. It's like, you know, you've got, it, it, I mean, when, when players are, you know, hitting the open market this way, I mean, more so than ever, a lot of times we're talking about leveraging a short-term opportunity uh, you know, for them to, I guess, you know, kind of uh, secure as much, you know, kind of compensation as they can for one year, two years, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that that part of it is kind of, you know, uh, he's got, you know, a year or stuff like that. It, obviously, from, you know, all the reports are, he's got some uh, a shoulder issue. He's going to knock him out of the spring as that gets operated on or gets kind of put under a knife for that issue. Be ready for uh, for summer, obviously, for, for fall there. Uh, being a fifth year guy, you got under, I mean, and from Stanford, you got to think, oh, he'll be able to pick up the playbook just fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, just the physicality of that right there. But being at the left tackle, uh, this allows, you know, Guyton to kind of stay his more natural right side, be, uh, which is obviously flipped because of the throwing yeah. uh, handedness of, of Dylan Gabriel there. 
but it still allows your potential future first round draft type of guy to stay in his natural spot uh, moving forward. I re- I just remembered there's some uh, some uh, group chats I'm in just like purely on friendship stuff about OU football and stuff like that. Uh, everyone's all excited. Oh, Walter Rouse coming down, coming down. He commits somewhere else, and it was we've got to figure this NIL thing out. This is horrible. I can't believe this happened. And three days later, looks like we figured it out. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's always kind of interesting. Um, I will say it's fun to see OU, um, at least from an opponent side of things, oscillating between like broke Oklahoma and then also all oh, they're back to their old big eight ways <laughs> just cheating <Yeah. laughs> that's always always interesting uh walking through that side of it uh on yeah, less, uh, that, that seems to be you know and that is kind of the irony you know it's like oh haha you know <laughs> they don't have any money their nil program is a joke and then you know a day later <laughs> he flips and it's oh my god they bagged the kid you know i mean well yeah they they did this is what everybody's doing now uh on a melancholy happy trails to Jaden knowles uh the weatherman as uh, affectionately known uh announcing his uh, medical retire just retirement uh uh from from football said he needs to listen to his body you know being being a walk-on uh, in any program is tough. I'm assuming being a walk-on in a program like Oklahoma uh, or like these bigger time stuff where where you're asked to do some uh, pretty wild things like with your body <laughs> uh, and not getting the full benefit of being on scholarship. Like I can't I can't even remember if walk-ons are allowed to use like the trainers tables and stuff like that. I know in the past they weren't able to. There was like a, a pretty a pretty strong delineation of who's able to receive treatment and stuff like that. Uh, so I can only imagine. Uh, that, but obviously a, a, a happy trails, as the PTI crowd would say, uh, to uh, Jaden Knowles as he kind of walks and walks into hopefully a, a very successful broadcast career. Uh, Matt, I mean, you being in the area, uh, you know, OU being a very strong weather school, you know, uh, of that type of thing for meteorologists, meteorologists, uh, I can't even say the word, in Oklahoma City being, you know, you know area number one for all tornado coverage. Uh, what what are your chances on Jaden Noel kind of breaking into that market? Man, I, I'm sure pretty good. He's gonna have some uh, some star power. Obviously, being a a former OU player, and uh, sorry, Kirk Cousins just checked it down on fourth and eight to basically lose them the game. So that's mm. no, hilarious. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's hilarious from Kirk Cousins. Uh, anyway, sorry. No, uh, being a, a former OU football player, I mean that'll get you in a, a bunch of doors. And not only that, like you mentioned, like OU is one of the best meteorology schools in the country. Um, so like, I think, I think too, like you have to have a meteorology degree and like a broadcasting, whatever degree to be like in like Florida where there's severe weather, Oklahoma, where there's severe weather and stuff like that. So he's going to have both. Of I, I think, I don't think in all, that's a thing for like all States where you have to have a meteorology degree and a broadcast degree. I don't think, but in, in states with like severe weather, I'm pretty sure you have to have both. And it sounds like he's gonna have both. So I mean, like, uh, shout out to him, uh, and I hope he does. I hope he does well. Alan, I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts on the idea of um, maybe not Jaden Knowles specifically, just the what am I trying to say here? Just the nature of nature of the walk-ons uh, for programs like Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Ohio State. Uh, I mean. And, you know, obviously every time they'd have the, like the big announcement, so-and-so's on scholarship. It's always this big, giant, huge, like raw type of thing. Uh, have you ever put any thought into it? Just like how much 
just how much effort and how much like they are being asked to do while not receiving potentially the full outcomes of this. And I know we're not the biggest fans of talking about it, but NIL now with Crimson and Cream NIL um, signing everyone, including all the walk-ons, do you think though that quote unquote harshness or uh, inequality is starting to kind of uh, equal itself out for these types of guys who are running scout team and practice squads and stuff like that for these like more NFL factory schools? Man, you know, I hadn't really considered it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I spend most of it whenever I see like a walk-on is about to get a lot of time at a certain position. You are always like, Oh God, that's trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes. I know people love the, people love the story, but. Um, but you know, I mean, he, the, here's the reality and this isn't to, um, demean walk-ons or anything like that, but it's just, they're very replaceable, uh, you know, in terms of you need somebody there to do that job and you need somebody there to help with prep and whatnot. But, uh, the number of people vying for those kinds of spots, I mean, you can find a lot of them. So, um, you know, in terms of should it be it, 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 some some type of inequality or, or the idea of like an inequality leveling out, I mean, the problem is that walk-ons, what they're contributing isn't as valuable as what, you know, a blue chip recruit is or what have you. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know they should they put in a lot of work it's a it's it's very thankless obviously but um you know they uh you know i'm i guess i i just uh it's whatever kind of imbalance might be there is something that i'm not that concerned about is there i mean is is there a walk-on and no use uh history this is for both of you not counting baker mayfield you can't say that that's other <laughs> cheating uh i mean what's the, what's a walk-on you guys can think of like off the top of your heads that really made a mark for oklahoma and uh you know kind of sticks out in, in your mind like i'll give you one mine so you know dominique whaley obviously at those uh teams cut cut short injury wise and stuff like that but do you guys have any um, you know walk-on memories of yourselves of seeing certain players get on the field and it wasn't a oh crap here we go but it was someone who actually uh you know performed well now, obviously you know brian mead got my was he a walk-on uh, uh i think he was and then i think yeah. he was yeah he was he was getting a scholarship i think yeah do if we if we start off recent, I mean Drake Stoops started as walk on, oh. and then uh, yeah. Gavin Freeman this year. I mean, yeah. So I mean, just off the top of my head, and that's recency bias here, just uh, playing in there. Those two guys. I mean, and I'm sure Gavin Freeman will be on scholarship at some point too. I, th- I think we can yeah. all uh, agree to that. And obviously, mm-hmm. Drake Stoops got on scholarship pretty quickly. So um, those are the two that 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 stick out to me as far as uh, recently. Yeah, what uh, Trent Rattery wasn't he uh, walk on? I think then he maybe got a scholarship, and he was a kind of a big, uh, big time guy when it came to um, the uh, you know special teams. I think for you know a couple of years there, um, Aaron Ripkowski didn't he also oh, start Rip. off as a walk? Yeah, and then became a uh, you know came a fullback, and then I think he ended up getting. A scholarship and he might have even been drafted or maybe played like momentarily at the very least in, in the nfl i think maybe they played for green bay yeah he's yeah. on green, green bay yep so that's a, that's another one yeah uh, i'm trying to bring him up matt see if you can do see if you can get some snap counts on him on rukowski because that, that was something the strange shoe because i remember rip actually 
I, mean, I think he may have been drafted, to be honest with you, now I'm thinking about it, but he was able to do it while Trey um, Trey Miller did not, or like Trey was drafted, but like he didn't pan out in any way, shape, or form, but Rip did because it was a fullback position. Like, we don't care mm-hmm. if you can catch the ball and stuff, do his gadget stuff out of a fullback. <laughs> Rip was just like yeah. a battering ram. Like, you have to do that part of the job great. And that's something Trey wasn't able to do because he was more of the big running back type of thing. Didn't have the speed uh, to last the NFL in that way. Yeah, it looks like he yeah. played 2015 through 2017 uh, for the Packers. Um, let's see, played in, yeah, I mean, played in 47 games. Like uh, He had his 2016 season, his second season, he had uh, 34 rushing attempts for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't Winchester start off as a as a uh, walk on? Winchester was a walk on himself, walk on, yeah, wide receiver. I know this because he's Choctaw, and I've I've yeah, filmed him, and interviewed was, him a couple yeah. times. Uh, started off as a wide receiver, um, and they basically said you're never going to play wide receiver here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he said, "Where can I?" Because his father had played at OU, and that was his only goal was to play for OU. And then they said, "Well, we need a long snapper," and. He was oh he's long snapper at like 190 pounds or something, uh, and then to get but to the NFL he, he had to get yeah like I was gonna say he played in NFL yeah he's still playing yeah. NFL yeah yeah that's uh, right he he didn't make it onto a team uh, worked onto an oil field for a while and then he was able to get uh, he had he quit his oil field job after his agent said we got a we've got a shot at the Eagles uh, made it to the Eagles um, and then was able to follow Ed Reed over and now he's sitting on a million dollar con. Um, million dollar plus contract as a deep snapper uh which is fantastic i mean that that doesn't come yeah. along that type of position doesn't come along very well uh, very often start deep snapping kids you know yeah. what i mean right here yeah it, yeah hopefully you're only playing like what six plays a game yeah there you go <laughs> doing right. pretty good uh also we had ou's check-in day the only thing i've seen is like the just the normal social media post uh, everyone kind of making fun of a uh, Schmitty with a nice little smile as he's pushing everyone in and being like, they don't understand what's about to happen to them. Uh, <laughs> there's a nice group photo. If you guys saw that showing all like the incoming class, uh, and, uh, Phil, I'm going to butcher this nasty name. Uh, I'm just going to put Phil Piccolo, uh, <laughs> from Dragon Ball Z yeah. fans. Uh, he looks like a dude. He looks like he's on the super serum. So super soldier serum. He is, a square jawed big boy he's standing right next to one of the defensive tackle commits and looks all about the same size as that dude uh, it's it's kind of wild to kind of see that um and him still i think retaining like a three-star ranking so maybe there's some uh disparity there and uh it, it's i don't know you know being big and strong doesn't mean you're a great football player uh, but he he definitely looks the part looks every bit of it uh how much matt how much how much how much of that do you do like i'm a big Oh, I saw pictures of that dude. He looks massive. Stock up. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. All right. <laughs> like this I mean, dude how... passes the eye test. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah how no, much absolutely. How much do you buy into that stuff? I mean, I, I definitely do. Uh, that was a little, it was a little weird, right? I mean, he, uh, he goes to IMG, right, for his senior season. Mm-hmm. And I, from everything that you hear, like, I mean, he didn't look out of place. Like, I don't know if he, like, lit the world on fire, but uh he wasn't out of place at img he played played well apparently so um yeah i I don't know what that's about not getting his his ranking up a little bit more but hey if the dude comes in and plays how he looks like half his like uh plays is half as big as he looks man they'd be pretty good i think so uh and two like i mean the linebacker room looks 
looks good all of a sudden. I mean, like not only just there's Phil Pachotti, but the uh I mean just like Kip Lewis, Kevin McKenzie, Jaron Canick, Danny Stutzman, like um if maybe if you have Desan Vicola play that cheetah, Lewis Carter, like uh Sam Omasigo, like this 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 uh linebacker room, young and insanely athletic. So uh I just more so about the future of that linebacker room because it looks uh it definitely looks the part now. Phil Bacciotti, good job pulling that out. You you practiced that. Don't lie. Oh, yeah, me. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, have, uh, of, of the guys who are kind of coming in here, I think we may have already talked about it uh, quickly, but if I don't know if you were able to see this uh, or, or even if you pay attention to this type of stuff, uh, who, who's, is, does anybody kind of draw the eye just like from you, just like the, the eye test that you've seen? Uh, coming in, I know we've got different. We've got we have different guys. We're all excited about coming in and stuff like that. But of these young dudes coming in, is anyone have you seen like clips and stuff and just said, "Yeah, he's he's a starter year one, year two type of a guy." Just looking at him, uh, I try not to do that stuff. I've oh, seen enough on. of those kinds of workout <laughs> warriors who uh, people everybody's. Oh my god, have you seen you know? I mean, first of all, a lot of them are like you know. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what they're brought to school to do is get big and strong. That's and true. That's true. You know? and I've seen play of those guys who uh, look great but can't play. So I, I don't put a ton into that. Um, but, you know, I mean, guys that I'm excited to see. Yeah. I mean, there are a ton. I mean, Peyton Bowen's obviously one because uh, he's such a, I mean, a great kind of prospect back there in a position where, you know, OU hasn't really had a lot of just like standout dudes who you see back there that that you know i'll, I'll play along though that looked the part and he from what i've seen does you know in when in high school uh you know lewis carter's another guy i really am excited about yeah coming from florida um you know that's that's really where ou needs to be uh you know stalking more of the roster from uh those kids you know i mean they just they're a different kind of breed down there and uh so i'm excited to see what he brings to the table I will say just just to defend myself just slightly, and, and also Matt here. I think there's a certain level of effort and uh, dedication that has to go into that stuff. As you, I mean, as you said, they're brought in to be big and strong and to get big and strong. Uh, but I think there's usually a level of like who took this serious to a certain degree. Now that doesn't always shake out. I mean, <laughs> that sometimes some dudes, you know, it's like. The old Kevin Durant thing. It's like he can't even bench press eighty five pounds once or something. Yeah. Uh, but what does that matter <laughs> for for so, him? Seven so, foot tall. So here's my question though. So here's my: Who are some dudes that have come in looking bad? Some dudes <laughs> like, are coming looking bad. Oh, yeah, like like I I don't I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody be like, oh god, man. <laughs> like like I guess there was like you remember Eddie Lacy when he was playing for the uh, Packers there was like one <laughs> yes. shot of him one time during like training camp and yes. like, holy shit what happened to that dude but I've never heard any uh, of any OU fans being like oh my god like so and so really let himself go during the offseason like you know? any picture of James Harden after the offseason is rough. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or just He's James Harden on the when magic he wants to magic get city or James Harden yeah. when he wants to get traded, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, when they use the regular season to go in. I guess I'll play a, a different game. Uh, a guy who I'm sure is a great human being and potentially good football player, uh, but when stood up next to everyone else, uh, Chapman McCown, 
does not look like a football player. <laughs> just looks like a, <laughs> he's on the media team. But that said, so does Gavin. So does Gavin uh, Freeman to a certain certain degree. And the dude's extremely fast and tough. So uh, I think there's a prerequisite there. But um, I, I will say I was I was like an idiot for last off season. All the wide receivers had taken. They were like at with uh, Dylan Gabriel at some like getaway or whatever at the lakes, uh, and they're all shirtless taking their photos off. And Farouk's the only one who isn't like two percent body fat. And I was like, I don't know if he took the offseason serious. And now I look like a giant idiot because he's like the second best wide receiver on the team. <laughs> so uh, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. I guess uh, to continue myself being a uh, to look like uh, an idiot right here. Uh, for the off season right now, we're in the dead of it. it. It's hard to find a ton of content to talk about. But one thing I would say keep an eye on is that the 2024 uh, football offers are out and they're flying and they're going. I mean, if you guys are on Twitter following the recruiting sites and stuff, you're seeing OU starting to prioritize and starting to identify who exactly they're wanting to, to, to gather as 24, as the 24 class really takes off uh, at this point of it. It is something that, I guess Brent, I was going to actually bring this up, but it does seem like Brent and company are kind of saying what they're saying. They're offering a lot of these seniors now. Uh, you know, they're offering them as they're starting their senior season and stuff. They're not really forecasting a ton. There's some 25 offers going out for the elite, the studs everyone already kind of knows about. Uh, but, I mean, the, re- the recruiting cycle is starting anew. Uh, are you guys ready for, I guess I'll just do a general question. Are you guys as we get older every single year, uh, Matt, we'll start with you being the youngest one here. You're the one that's going to keep us up. Um, <laughs> are you are you ready to dive back into another year of recruiting and remembering all these kids' names and figuring right. all that out? Yeah, no, I'm ready to flush all the 2023 names. You know, I'm ready to get the David Hicks out of my mind, like all those guys, like out of my mind. Because uh, I was tired of talking about it every two seconds. Uh, just for him to end up at Texas A&M. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm ready to do this all over again, man. Of course I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for, uh, you know, the diamonds in the rough that, uh, you know, we get, we get to talk about that start off as three stars and end up as five stars, like PJ Adebare. We'll yes. see if you have one of those yeah. again. Uh, you know, the long drawn out sagas for other five stars. I'm, I'm here for it again, man. I'm, I'm always ready, man. Recruiting, uh, it's, it's fun. And I think I don't know if it was you, Peyton, or someone else, but that uh, tweeted that um, or retweeted uh, a tweet that said college football recruiting is just astrology for men. And oh yes, I, yes, yes. And yeah. I haven't been able to think about it differently. I was like, yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly right. Alan, I know uh, when I used to follow you a lot on the on your on the blatant homerism kind of website stuff. Uh, I cannot remember who you had. You had someone kind of come in and do some recruiting stuff. So I know. Uh, recruiting you followed recruiting for a while there that does the does the flame still burn hot when it comes to to uh keeping the finger on the pulse of OU recruiting or is it more of uh when they've got the helmet on and they're on the field that's when I start paying attention oh man less and less honestly like as the years go by um you know it's you know one of the things too that's really shaking everything up is you know the quote unquote early signing day yeah. is really signing day. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. There's still another, uh, you know, wave of uh, class of 2023 commits that could still out there somewhere. There's going to be some guys who signed somewhere. It doesn't look like OU's got really, I mean, I think OU's just completely moved on. So um, that's one of the more interesting 
uh, you know, kind of developments in, in recent years, sounds like too, they might end up pushing back and going back to the old way of doing it. I always feel like they should just, the, the way to really make this better is just let a kid sign like whenever he's ready. Like, you know, that way you also know if you, if the offer from the coaches, you know, coaching staff is real, or if you've got one of those, yeah. you've got, you've got a, you've got a scholarship offer, but it's non-committable. Like that's an actual offer or something. Give me a yeah. break. So, you know, dude, I think they, I do something like that. That might actually make it more interesting to me. Now, maybe that maybe would spark some more interest on my end, but um, you know, I mean, I, I recognize the names and stuff like that uh, as they come up every year um you know when they're science stuff like that but i mean just the the day-to-day tiktoks you know of uh everything i i can't get into <laughs> it man like, no. no no that's that's a thing like i'm able to follow i, I still i still enjoy my, very much so kind of keeping track of the guys who owe you is heavily after and like trying to keep you know maybe like five names of the cycle kind of in my brain of okay these are good guys here's this and that and then you have a lot of people who are like, oh, there's this kid in Southwest Midwest city. And he's, you know, oh, you I'm like, how do you know? This? I mean, this is like, insane. Yeah. Like, don't you have a, a job or a family? <laughs> Please go yeah, visit and them. Like so much of the information too, you get uh, there. Uh, I, uh, there are certain recruiting people who are, you know, who I put a lot of stock in and so yeah, a lot yeah. who I don't, uh, I find more and more that, you know, the number of people who I do, have any faith in is winnowing like by the uh you know uh, all, all the time um but that's the other it, it's all it's you know in, in a lot of ways it's really funny to me too to watch it because so much of it you know for example like uh what's his name with texan and billy liucci you mm-hmm. hear you know the kind of stuff that you know his, his kind of rap about different guys or you know targets that AM has and you know it's exactly like what the A&M coaches are feeding him. Like, you know, it's exactly what they're telling him. And he's, you know, putting that out there. Not, I mean, like as a, you know, as a, you know, like it's an original thing from him, which it never is, you know, that type of thing is always funny to me or, you know, they're, they're definitely, it's just something about the, the whole Texas market too. Like, it just seems like the, there are so few kind of, um, I don't know. I would say honest dealers <laughs> working around there when it comes to the recruiting in high school scene. Yeah. And things keep changing too. I mean, with, uh, I'll go ahead and mention it again, even though it's not, shouldn't be the main topic of any of our podcasts, just the, the out, the, the very publicness of, of the booster game and, you know, the NIL game and stuff like that has, has made things quicker and faster to a certain degree, because now you've got players, for I mean, good on them, like able to negotiate like openly through these recruiting guys, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, for, for for their own agencies and nil deals and stuff, which theoretically in a couple of states is illegal to uh, <laughs> sign only for the nil. So it's like it's you can't quite do this, but they're all kind of doing it. Uh, we obviously saw that in Florida, um, where there some people either got their wires crossed or the dad of the quarterback did reach out and tell the uh, uh, commitment edit guy to say uh, he's asking out of his N, uh, NLI because of his NIL uh, wasn't quite <laughs> at $13 million. Uh, that's the type of stuff where I'm glad that OU is just being quiet about and I don't have to hear about 
Jackson Arnold saying, maybe I need to rethink this because I'm not getting $8 million a year or something like that. Like these other schools keep going through and you have to just, you know, just message board meltdown right after left. I mean, that that's the kind of wild stuff that at least is kind of fun to put your, your finger to the pulse and check every once in a while. Well, and you know, like we, I warned about this back when we first started talking about NIL. You know, this these boosters who are running these, they're not members of the uh, of the coaching staff. You know, I mean, but at the same time, by virtue of what they're doing and and uh, you know, kind of their their objectives, they become associated and tied to the schools. So now you have, you know it sounds like what happened in Florida is you had, you know, a case where some, some people were spending money they didn't have, you know, things like that. I mean, it's very, it's going to be very simple for, uh, you know, overzealous, uh, you know, boosters or people who are trying to break into the, this game or what have you to make promises that they, that they can't, that there's, that they have no chance of keeping. Yeah, and completely unrelegated, and this isn't like an ROI type thing. I mean, it's not. It, it these things aren't based on performance. I don't think you're going to see millionaires or like boosters and stuff say, "Well, I'm not going to give more money for the next five. I mean, they're just going to keep me. It's a vanity project, and they've got money to burn, so it'll just keep happening that way. I mean, these guys aren't thinking. It's not a mattress salesman thinking. Sweet, I'm gonna sell ten more mattresses this month yeah. because I got this guy. That never. So when people are always tweeting, "Oh, it's gonna self-regulate itself because of ROI," I'm like, "You've never paid attention to college football before." Then, <laughs> I mean, they, they just hand out money in in McDonald's bags to kids. It's like this. This is how it's done. <laughs> uh, that part of it is it will, I guess, always be the little bit of a wild west there. Um, Matt, how, how do you? How, has the franchise? I guess I'll ask this. As the flagship, have do you, have you guys talked about uh, maybe in secret meetings or something? If you're allowed to say this type of stuff, but uh, have you guys talked about doing any uh, nil stuff? Or do you guys have any things like that with any OU players? Or have you guys like batted around having like a weekly show or something? Yeah, not not that I know of. Uh, those those meetings would be way over my head. If that, <laughs> that would be way 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 above me. Uh, so I I don't know anything to be honest I, i'm sure um if there was something that we could make make happen we would but i that's literally just above my pay grade and <laughs> i think that's it yeah you gotta keep yeah, the cup something to the, tells you me gotta to, keep the cup to the door right. i i get the i i suspect that oh you wouldn't want uh <laughs> the the station gate involved honestly right from a compliance and ethics yeah. perspective yeah. but if i had to guess yeah that's true that's true and then uh, for the last thing, we're going to talk about OU basketball. So I personally have bought tickets to watch uh, the Kansas Jayhawks come to Norman. I'll be I'll be in the building uh, to watch, I believe, my first ever OU basketball game. So OU fans who are complaining about how no one's ever in the building, I'm I at least personally will be in there <laughs> on the 11th uh, of February. Uh, who just barely uh, recently etched out uh, West Virginia in an extremely ugly game down the stretch, this being just after they blew the game against Kansas because they decided to stop scoring uh, uh, down the stretch. Matt, why can't OU score in the in the uh, closing minutes of uh, basketball games? Dude, well, the, the Kansas <laughs> one, they just kept taking shitty shots. I mean, they just yeah. kept they, just terrible shots, terrible shot selection. Their whole thing is to work the ball around. Uh, they play with – 
like this one of the slowest paces in college mm-hmm. basketball. Um, and so you'd think that you're working the ball around, you're getting the defense tired, and you'd think that you'd get a good open shot at the end of the shot clock. That's not what happened, especially the Kansas one is what really pisses you off because uh the, yeah. well just because they haven't beat kansas since 93 at kansas and that like it's insane to me how uh, i know kansas always really good but still like we just had some good teams that probably should have got wins uh in lawrence during that stretch but um i mean cj nolan takes a a kind of contested three with 12 seconds left on the shot clock and there's less than two minutes left and you got a lead that's not really – that's not the shot you want. And then um, you still got a lead with 50 seconds left. Tanner Groves takes a three with 16 seconds left on the shot clock. And you're just like, what are you doing? These are like – Porter Moser is probably over there like pulling his hair out, man. Like what in the hell – like what am I even doing here? What am I doing here? Uh, and then the West Virginia game, man, it kind of felt like the same. It feels like they get up like eight or nine points in the second half and they're like, oh, we did it. We won. Call the game now. <laughs> Call the game now. We did it, guys. We don't have to play Stop anymore. Stop the count. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to play anymore. We got it by our magic number, and, and we're good. Um, but, yeah, no, that, down the stretch against West Virginia, that was uh, – it was very it was very uh, questionable shot selection again. And then questionable, like, like fouls, man. They were up, like, three or four. I, th- I think they were up four, and they kept fouling. West Virginia, I'm like, what in the hell are you doing, man? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and, like, they, there wasn't very much time left. There's like, 15 or 16 seconds left. And they're fouling. I'm like, what are you doing? Let the clock run, man. Play defense. You're up two possessions. Um, so, I think, too, that's just, like, some mental stuff that Porter Moser's got to hammer home a little bit more, which I'm sure he's hammering home a lot already. <laughs> and he's just got to do it a little bit more. But... Uh, I mean, Grant Sherfield was awesome against uh, West Virginia. Um, I mean, shot was he was five of fifteen, but I mean, shot well from the free throw line. Did good getting to the free throw line. And uh, Milos Yuzon is that kid can play. He is a freshman guard. I think he had eleven points, like nine boards and five assists. Like he was like he was kind of doing it all for OU. That kid is fun to watch. And uh, the cool thing about him is I don't he's not going to be a one and done or anything like that. So I think. I mean, Sooner fans get used to seeing a lot of Milo's use on because he can play and you better be uh, very happy that he's he's wearing OU uniform. Do you think this team makes it to the tournament at this point in time where we are right now? I mean, I know they're sitting at, uh, what is this, Ken Palm has them at a 33rd overall. Yeah. When there's, I mean, <laughs> the Big and, 12 is, is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so nuts. I I do think that they'll make the tournament now. That's That's kind of being like, optimistic because mm-hmm. should i mean they could go they could lose eight in a row in the big 12 yeah. and you're just like well i mean that's just that's just how it kind of happens in the big 12 but um no i i do think they will now am i thinking they're going to be like a four or five seed hell no but i think they could get in that 11 10 seed range and uh and honestly kind of be a pretty dangerous one um in the 11 12 or, uh, the 10 11 seed and have a chance to win win a first round matchup against someone who didn't play in a conference like the big 12, who's not used to, uh, who's not battle as battle tested as OU, uh, if you will. Alan, when's the last time you had a chance to, to watch OU basketball in the state of Oklahoma? 
<laughs> oh gosh, in the state of Oklahoma, God, yeah. it's been forever. I mean, lit- I mean, literally, it might be like twenty years. Oh um, wow, maybe even longer than that. But um, <clears throat> no, you know, you watch the scene. The the thing about it is, the Big Twelve is so good. It's kind of like here on out, you know every game they win is going to be considered a really good win. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? True. Like That's true. So like th- they're going to have opportunities to, you know, stack just enough, I think to, uh, to get in, you know, they might be a bubble type team at the end of it, but I don't know. It feels like the big 12 gets so much respect for, for good reason. I mean, these teams are really good. That Kansas game was God. It's the same Kansas game. Same story over. Yep. over yep. and over it's like an infinite loop of, of OU Kansas uh you, you know second halves and how it all finishes out uh, they're such a they've got so many good players though and they're like and for for all the crap that people give Bill <laughs> Self he's such a good coach man like yeah. they always feel like they have some kind of set ready to go for in, any of those situations getting a shot that they want it's just ugh, man he's uh he's good um yeah, but speaking no, of that, on the fun, Kansas you know? thing, uh, you know, OU losing at Kansas at home, I was following some Kansas guys, um, really kind of breaking it down as it was really kind of like, oh, they go at, at you know, Allen Fieldhouse again, you know, obviously how it always shakes out, you know, can, KU comes back at the end there, wonder why, wink, wink, wink. Uh, and then this, you know, this account for follows KU basketball breaks it down. It's like Kansas does receive 4.4 more fouls called against opponents at Allen uh, you're right, but that ranks seventh in the Big Twelve. <laughs> if yeah. you're playing at home, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you get a lot. You just get more foul calls, and yeah. honestly, thirty-one should throws. get more. <laughs> thirty-one free yeah. throws in the second half, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just a ton. But still, I mean, oh, you kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit in that Kansas game. But I mean, dude, like just looking at the obviously they play, uh, they have to play the rest of the Big Twelve again, a second time, and then they have the SEC. Uh, Big Twelve challenge coming up, and uh, who'd they give? Who'd they get stuck with? Uh, but Alabama, who is ranked number four oh, in the yeah. nation right now. So like, yeah. even their non-conference, their mid-season non-conference is a tough game. It's a top five team, like a kid that's going to be yeah. like a top ten pick in the NBA drafts coming in. Uh, to, uh, yeah. Or is Ken, it? At- Ken Palm has that as a four-point game. Yeah, Ken Palm has that as a four-point game in Norman. Yeah, because OU plays cool. great competition the yeah. week in, week out. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's just so they're gonna be like, yeah, it's just another really good team that we're gonna have to try to beat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they're just that. I think that's the thing too is like uh, every single conference uh, in, in basketball, you got you got gimmies, right? You got some games where you can go up, kind of go through the motions and still win. The Big Twelve, there is zero zero gimmies. Hell, mm. even Oklahoma State almost beat Kansas at Kansas. They got. Uh, they were all like kind of a missed foul call. And, you know, I, it was a foul. Yeah. But at that time at, at fog Allen, it's probably not a foul. So like, <laughs> so yeah, Oklahoma state probably should have beat Kansas at Kansas too. Like this is just, this league is insane, man. It's so much good basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when does OU play uh, Alabama? End of the month, like yeah, the month, on, the yeah, on the 28th. Yeah. 28th, yeah. yeah. Yeah, obviously the Alabama team will be dealing with some internal stuff uh, with everything going on oh, with uh, Darius Miles. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, you know, prayers to, to everyone there. Uh, has dealt with has to deal with something like that, and obviously basketball becomes a much much smaller thing 
uh, when things like that start happening. If you haven't heard anything about it, just go online, Google it. It's the first thing that pops up when you Google uh, Alabama basketball. Uh, is there anything else that we need to cover uh, OU-wise or college football-wise or college athletics-wise that we haven't been able to hit on this uh, on this uh, low week of uh, – slow week, I would say, of uh, college athletics? I want to figure out who – was it one of you guys that said Georgia was going to go 7-5? and five? Was it one of you guys? <laughs> was not me. Okay. I, I did not do yeah, it. Yeah. I did not do it. All right. Well, uh, my search continues. <laughs> yeah. Search continues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the funny thing, thing is- when people were the when people were like, "Oh, Kirby, he's such a he's such a master motivator." You know, convince those guys. People, no, I don't think he is, man. Because like, it's easy to tell somebody like, "Oh, everybody's talking shit on you, man." <laughs> you <guys. laughs> yes. Like, there's somebody out there who picked you to go seven and five. Like. They will. They won't believe that. Of course, they're gonna get fired up, man. Give me a break. Right. It's some troll on. It's some Florida fan on Twitter. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Florida no. Gator one two five yeah. six eight nine yeah. on Twitter said, "Oh, I bet the dogs go seven yeah. and five this year." And then Kirby told that, be like, "They're picking us. You see this? They're picking us to go seven <laughs> and five. <laughs> now I know what half of that analytics team that Georgia has probably they're on every single yeah. <laughs> Alabama, Florida, yeah. Texas message board, finding all the all the good all the good stuff. They're really good at Photoshop, and it's someone out there that's like, I wish Florida or Georgia would go seven and five. Not, I think they will, and they just yeah. Photoshop it." Well, to, I, like, I mean, five. Kirby Kirby learned from the master, though. I mean, Saban used to do that. Like he literally they'd make up fake articles and like post them, you know, on the bulletin board and stuff like that with, you know, people, people talking mess. It's just wild. And that's what I need. Uh, if Brent needs that help, I, I'll, I'll contact him. <laughs> I'll make up fake we'll articles. We'll send out the tweets. We'll send out the tweets. <laughs> yeah, that can be us. <laughs> uh, but uh, guys, everyone uh, is stopping in. It's a shorter episode this week uh, with things kind of going full to the off season. You know, uh, kids, uh, the the recruits have reported, you know, summer workouts will start pretty soon. Summer workouts, uh, off-season workouts will start going pretty soon. Uh, keep your ear to the ground on that stuff. You'll hear about kids hang cleaning 500 pounds and stuff, and that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, but keep a track <laughs> on that stuff. We'll have some off-season slate coming on uh, on our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Uh, we'll have some off-season stuff. Uh, tomorrow I'm writing about the transfers and which ones I think need to have an impact for OU uh, as opposed to maybe who will. Uh, it's kind of a weird line I was trying to walk about the recruits uh, who needed to uh, perform versus who will perform. Uh, but we have some stuff coming down the line talking about the uh, talking to uh, Houston, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati guys about what next year is going to be like and everything like that for those programs. Um, but other than that, I think uh, we've got everything kind of wrapped up on our side. Uh, Alan, thanks for uh, calling in. I know it's an hour hour later there in the weird uh, time machine you're in. And uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, taking a break from the NFL stuff. Uh, give us a call up, man. Get us out of here. Boomer. Sooner. <laughs>